Hi, everyone, and welcome to Girl Club. We are four real chicks having real chick talk about real life issues, seeking to apply our very real faith. And that's probably just the best way to say it. Every week, for those of you who join us and for those of you new to joining us, our goal is to provide you all with a look at how to live your life in every situation from dating to sex and celibacy to marriage, divorce, parenting, um, low self-esteem, depression, uh, your childhood issues, all the brokenness you can possibly bring before the throne of God and figure out how to do all of that and apply our Christian faith. Because ideally, we want to overcome and we're here to help you overcome. And this whole crew that you see right now before you and and, and that you'll be listening to, um, if you're listening on podcast for the next bit of time is with us. And, and I'm so blessed to have them because it's an incredible group of women that come to you, bringing you life lessons and sharing from the abundance of their heart, teaching you from the lessons that they've learned and from the study of the word of God and encouraging not just each and every one of you every week, but encouraging each and every one of us amongst each other, you know, myself included. And we hope every week, I think each and every one of us hope that we're giving you as much as we're getting from this girl club. And um, for those of you who've been here from the beginning, you kind of know uh, these women, Christina Reynolds, who's an awesome singer, songwriter, a teacher, and an evangelist. She's a beautiful warrior. And uh, Christina Boudreaux is a powerful evangelist a successful plus size model and a member of Ryan Reese's The Whosoever's, which is a powerful movement reaching the youth across our nation. And today I saved her introduction for last. Um, and that's because today is about meeting Nova Page. Now on the, on the sort of quick side of things every week, I introduce Nova as a powerful singer, songwriter, teacher, pastor, and evangelist. She's a pastor's wife also. She's a mom. She's a great sister in Christ and a great friend to those who get to call her friend, of which I'm one, and uh, Christina and Christina are are one also. And so I just really wanted to bring you guys, you know, um, each and every testimony from these different women, because I think it's important that you don't just look at us every week and think, oh, you know, beautiful girl, pastor's wife, um, uh, arrived at a relationship with Christ and is oh so perfect because we're achieving our relationship with Christ every day. Every day we're in a struggle and that struggle starts with ourselves and our own lives. We're not perfect. We're from different homes. We're from different backgrounds. And we know one thing to be true. Everybody has a story. And when that story is given to God, we've learned that our story is really what our history is about because our story is his story. And when you let God take your mess and make a message, you come out of it a messenger with a powerful testimony and, and a powerful story to share. And we know that um, we overcome, as scripture says, by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. But uh, we've overcome some things. So we're going to dive in with this episode, and we're going to really and truly let you all meet and hear a little bit about Nova Page. So 
Nova, it is all about you this week, girl. And there is nothing that would bless us more than um, to start. Well, there's nothing that's going to bless us more than hearing you speak and share and hearing your testimony. But I hope that we can bless you by sharing a word, a little bit of a word about what we see about you, you know, the the you that we think that you are and know. Um, so who wants to start this one off? Christina Reynolds, you're up there on the top Hello. of the screen. I'll start because yeah. I've been thinking about you ladies. No, but I think ugh, it's so hard because there's so many things I want to say, but mm-hmm. I've honed in on, um, when I think of you, I think of a victorious light, everything mm-hmm. about you. Oh my gosh. I feel like you have overcome even just from like the little bits of, I mean, mm-hmm. just the injustices that you have walked through and then overcame in your heart. Um, all I see in you is just tenderness and, um, you've kept your heart malleable before the Lord. And I so aspire to be like you because you, I feel like you've been through so much more in terms of like mm. pain from people and power over you and injustice or being overlooked or being discriminated against. Like you have overcome so much. And along with that is light. And I feel like in everything like that you do, you say your tears, your laughter, your joy, your words of wisdom, when you're in your sass, you were constantly illuminating the light of Christ, like for real. And like, wow. like in my husband, even he doesn't even know you. He's like, Nova, she is so special. That makes it wait, Nova, your name, right? Does that mean like star? Like you literally shine in all that you do. And I really do. You're not that much older than me, but I aspire to be like you and live my life like you. So you're victorious and you shine everywhere you go. <laughs> Thank awesome. you. Awesome. I received that. Thank you. Receive it. Boudreaux? Um, Nova, when I, on last week's Girl Club, when Cynthia told me that the week before that you're believing the lies you're believing, I was about to kick down the gates of hell and be like, <clears throat> because when I, like, when I, I, especially like you, Nova, like, you just have such a beautiful grace that's on your life that when I'm around you, I'm like, dude, like I want to be like her when I grow up because just your example, like I watched all of your guys' videos on your thing with your husband, Ricky, like you guys are just funny. You're amazing. You're outgoing. You're so spirit filled. And it's just like when I struggle so much and just even in the season that I'm in right now, like I see women like you and Cynthia and Christina and I'm just like straighten that crown girl. I'm just going to keep walking because you represent so much of what a godly woman Mm -hmm. is, what a Proverbs 31 woman is that if the Mm -hmm. enemy continues to lie, it's because he's trying so hard to destroy the light that is in Mm -hmm. you, which is why he's trying so hard. And you just have such a beautiful grace and the way you communicate, you carry the heart Mm -hmm. of God, the tenderness of God, the tenderness of his heart is so evident in you that every time I'm around you, just even on girl club and I talk with you, I'm just like, yes. So um, if you believe any more lies, Nova, I will find you <laughs> at your house and I'm going to be like, girl, get it together. You cannot be doing this. Good. So you're amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 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 I love it. I love, I love it. Proverbs 31 woman truly Yes. You are truly, yes. you are. And, and 
and and gifted to be that woman of God that can do so many things, that can start a business, that can speak into lives and change them, and that seeks to raise her children, mm-hmm. you know, in wisdom. And and I got to tell you, it is it's been very interesting because once again, I think our each of how Christina and Christina see you is is also connected to how I see you and the 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 sort of phrase that I had for you, the word that I had for you is um, soft wisdom, bold lion. Mm. And, um, and that, that is literally perfectly it. Um, you have this like ability to be so wise, Nova, you're so wise. Mm. It's like, there's so many mic drops when you're on where we're just like, Oh, mic drop on that. Oh, mic drop on that. And, and, (laughs) but it always comes from your, you have this soft ability and this connected to God ability to really and truly bring, um, the, the word uh, of God to sit you, you guys, the FedEx guy is banging on my door. Oh, oh God, may oh. we be delivered right now in Jesus' I mean, name. <laughs> yeah, hold on a second. Go oh. get it. Go get it. I, I well, as she's going to the FedEx guy, which is this is so awesome because um I you know, it's so interesting, even just this little moment, which we could look at as a distraction. I feel like there's always an opportunity in the distraction the, and the and I'm not saying this is a distraction of the enemy, but even when there's a distraction, the Holy Spirit can go ahead now and use the distraction for um, his glory and his grace. You know, when the little things come in, it just starts always opportunity. And may they may the delivery be exactly what you wanted. No, but see, but see, like literally. So for those of you listening on podcasts, you have no idea what just went on, you know, but for those of you watching, the FedEx guy was standing there banging for the last five minutes. And I'm like thinking I waved him off and played it off. Like I'm speaking about Nova and like, go away, go away. But see, just like what I said, as, as, as is your way, Nova, you went to soft wisdom. You tried to find the the Holy Spirit in it, bold lion. And you, you brought God's bold, bold, you know, bold, literally bold. Like you brought God's, you brought God into it. I just want to punch the guy. Cause like you idiot, like if you're knocking on the door, you won't go away. I've waved you off three times. You see cameras, you see lights, you see a studio set up in here. And, but okay. But you needed me to sign for whatever that stupid little package was that could literally go away until tomorrow when you retry. But anyway, but I'm not. So that is so awesome. It's perfect illustration, Nova, because honestly, every, you have an ability to very softly and gently and boldly, like a lion, inject God's wisdom Mm -hmm. into every moment and every situation. And girl, the fact that you know, we talk, uh, you know, we, we, we spoken about things off camera and I really believe that one of the things the enemy does, and it's why I wanted each of us to give a word before you share your testimony, um, is because one of the things the enemy does is he always tries to tell us that we're the opposite of what everyone who's rooted in the Lord knows. So I'm going to shut up now because it's all about you. And I want all of you to meet Nova Page. (laughs) Well, I am so 
first of all, it is very humbling to hear those things come out of your mouth into my ears, into my heart and in my spirit. It's like, oh, okay. But I learned uh, after I got married that it is so important to receive um, the gifts that people give you. And so I sit before you and I receive what you say. And oh, it, I'm honored and already crying. Oh. Yeah. <sighs> Let me see. I think, first of all, I want to say I, I'm here today because I had a praying mother. Oh, of course I'm crying. She, uh, she prayed for us and she never let up. And I sit back and I'm just so thankful for that. Um, you know, it's interesting. I, I will start with last week when I called Cynthia oh, and I was like, Cynthia, I, I just think I'm done with girl club. I think, I don't know what value I bring to our team. And it wasn't a like, oh, I hate myself. Not nothing like that. Just like, I just, I'm not sure if like, you know, maybe you can replace me. Maybe you could. And it's so interesting because, you know, Cynthia and I, she had words for me and I was like, okay. Uh, but I, it's very interesting because at the very beginning of my life, um, ever since I was a little girl, very often I was told, be quiet, just be quiet. You don't, mm. you have nothing to say. Mm. Little girl, just go and get what we need and be quiet. And now it wasn't abusive, but I, I like to say we all have this personality that we're given and we see through see things through a specific lens. So I want to honor my family and still say, I'm sure nobody meant any harm at all. Uh, but very often the message I received was you be quiet. And, and, um, you know, it was very obvious from a very small age that I had a gift and I could sing. I did my first solo when I was two and a half in front of like 500 people. And I was like this little, like star, like people were like, oh my goodness. I didn't know it. I was just this little thing, but I soon found out that when I was allowed to be, uh, you know, be present was when I was singing because that was good. I was a good girl. I, mm -hmm. I, I had a gift and you know what? Perform. And again, it wasn't guile in the people that were around me. They're just like, you're amazing. You should do this. And so I was like, okay, does it make everybody happy? I'll mm -hmm. do it. I, I'll go, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, but let me tell you, mm -hmm. as I grew and grew, let me insert this. I grew up in the middle of nowhere in Canada on a turkey farm. I worked really hard. I got dirty. I'm not a princess. I was a tomboy. I did karate. I did baseball. I did soccer. I, I, would, I would go on the high wire that my dad put between two big uh, poles at our house and I would like walk the high wire. I swam. I pretended I was a gymnast. I did all these things. I was wallpapering dressers at eight years old. Um, I took piano lessons. My mom would always sing with us. I mean, I was, I kind of did everything. I play, I was the only girl on a boys hockey team. I just was like, I can do it. I can do it. I'll do it. Does it make you happy? I'll do it. I'll be a part. I was never allowed to quit, which in some ways I think was so great. Now at five years old, I met Jesus on my very own in my bedroom. And he spoke to me and he said things that are just so awesome. Uh, he told me I would 
at that age, I knew that I was, I belonged to him and him alone. So I, it's so interesting because I really knew I was a little bit of an old soul. I spiritually, I saw things as a child. I was very aware of spiritual warfare. I saw witches on our farm in the spirit, demons, all kinds of stuff. There was a particular barn. I was very aware of spiritual things. So take, I mean, taking that into account as that little human that I was uh, told to perform. Uh, but I would, as a young girl, I would perform. I would be scared. I didn't want to speak any words. I just knew that if I sang, it would be fine. Um, I would cry when I got off stage because I was like, oh, is it over? Is it over? And so there wasn't this, there wasn't an enjoyment in until I learned how to sing from my heart and sing um, with all my heart, not just to please everybody else, but to be in communion with the Lord. Mm. Uh, you know, so I, I think the, the enemy was always trying to shut me down. I was a bit of a loner growing up. As a teenager, I kind of just fit in enough to be popular enough, but didn't do all the bad things, still looking like I was a good girl, kind of wanting to do the bad stuff, but not really just kind of like, let me dip my foot in there so that I could be cool enough and hang out with the people, but then be like, you know what? I'm the one that helps people when they puke, like after they partied. <laughs> you know, I was like, I want to be in, but I was like, I knew I couldn't be uh you know, too involved. So I had this persona that I could hop around and like be with different people and kind of fit in and be what people probably just wanted me to, to be. I found myself in, I'd say kissing relationships. Uh, I was in one very challenging and I would say abusive relationship. I was, as a younger child, there were some things I think I was exposed to sexually. Um, things that just kind of mess with my head. And I think we all have some of that similar story where it's just, man, you're taken out of that purity and you see things in a different way. Uh, a friend's uh, brother kind of, you know, messed me up a little bit. Um, really just sad. He was just a kid himself, you know. So been through some of that. I In high school, I had, you know, I was a bet for some boys to see who could, you know, finally have their way with me. So I, so I kind of wanted to be able to control everything around me. And um, when I ended up as a 19 year old or 16, 17, 18, something like that, uh, dating a guy who was just, you know, he just messed up himself, you know, came from, you know, a really challenging story. And I, I think I just feel really sorry for him, you know, but he was not good to me. He had his moments, but it really, it hurt and messed me up. And I finally, you know, ended up breaking up with him, met my husband a couple years later. And I still carried the, just shut up. Like, not because he was that he ever treated me like that, but we, we got married really young. We got into ministry and I was like, you know what? Uh, he'd be like, can you sing? And I was like, sure. And I didn't know what I was doing. And I felt very ill-equipped. Um, and I, I always felt less than, not because he made me feel that. It was just an identity issue. It's like, I always tried to like, you know, be okay and, and, and walk with God. And, 
but I felt like there was always like I needed approval from like someone. And I, you know, one of the scriptures that really is meaningful is, uh, I am the vine, you are the branches remain in me and I'll remain in you apart apart from me, you can do nothing and it's in there. Like you will bear much fruit and apart from me, you can do nothing. And so I kind of like was like, man, I know that I can't do anything apart from God, but I'm having a really hard time finding him and the significance of who he is in like being this little pastor's wife. And I'm like, you're the speaker. I'm the singer. I'll just sing. Don't ask me to say anything like, cause I don't, I don't have anything to say. I, I don't really I'm too nervous. I don't want to say anything. So just like, yeah, what you want me to sing some Crystal Lewis or, okay, we'll do that. And, you know, part of the testimony that, you know, probably runs through my life is I started singing professionally at 12. I started doing jingles and all that. Wherever I went, people always wanted my gift, um, but weren't ever willing to, you know, pay me or it, it was just very much like, oh, yeah, you're awesome. You're the like next new thing. And I, I felt like they used me. They just were like, I mean, like, we'll build a whole, I mean, I had two different sets of people build an organization around my talent and then just, you know, they just didn't do anything with me in particular. So I, I always felt a little bit used and I was like, man, this, this stinks, you know? Yeah. And um, so further into uh, marriage, uh, you know, I was approached by uh, one of my husband's friends who's a great person and I ended up doing a lot of LA and Hollywood stuff I'd done a couple records before jingles and all of that and I you know I, I mean the one day I think I was I think it was Albie sure I think I was like singing in a stairwell in LA with Albie sure I met with like mm -hmm. Overbrook entertain you know I'm meeting with all these people all these meetings meetings and I I it's like people always told me Nova you're a star and I was like I am and then I felt like I had to be that. So people were like, okay with me. And, and the truth is I was like, honestly, like I'm, I'm cool. Like not to be a star, like <laughs> I'm okay. I actually might like to sing with like a mask over my face. <laughs> um, so I, I had this deep insecurity and, and quite honestly, I mean, it's not even like humble to say, oh, put a mask on your face and saying it's, um, and it's, I don't want to be like false humble. It's like, I knew that I had a gift from the Lord and I wanted to use it. But every time I tried, it was like either I was shut down or made fun of um, in the church. I wasn't godly enough in the world. I wasn't sexy enough. I was, it was like this not enoughness. And, uh, and typically if I, I would want to be, um, truthful about things, people would tell me, be quiet. That's not your business to speak out. Um, and it's funny because I, I always had this reverence for the Lord, no matter where I was, if I was with, you know, and I, I mean, I was in a lot of interesting places in LA in where they had to make phone calls, like the little white blonde girls coming into the area of town for real. And it's so interesting because God always, I was like, the thing that he told me as a child is like, I'm with you. I'm never not going to be with you. So I always knew like, God, I know you're with mm -hmm. me. And, um, and in those moments when I was face to face with people, God gave me the strength to share mm -hmm. the love of Jesus with like 
straight up like thugs <laughs> like mm. who am I like who, who am I Lord but what it felt like such an honor um there was a lot of mixed upness I I at five years after we were married I had my son and his name is Elisha and God said you name him Elisha because he is mm. a double portion on his life and what a mm. gift to be married to the man I married and to be the mom of this kid that very early on saw people for who they were and loved mm. the very unlovable and he, like talk about God teaching you mm. so beautifully through the child to through the eyes of a child and I was just so grateful to have him uh I almost died having Elisha I had a staph infection crawling up my stomach my husband thought he was going to lose me. I did not die. I am here today. Uh, and I went through much fear because I didn't want to experience that again. So we kind of opted for like, let's not have any more kids. And then there was a point where we really felt like we wanted to. And then it just wasn't working out. We went through adoption after adoption stuff and it didn't work. Finally, uh, we ended up with our baby girl and she was our little miracle daughter and her name is Shiloh and her name means peaceful and abundant. And I say all of this because I feel like they are God's grace on my life uh, where I was, I think at times really pretending to uh, be in love with Jesus when I was just barely making it as a pastor's wife and just like, man, this is just hard. People are, they're cruel. And I was like, I'm so glad I love Jesus because these people, I can't stand them. <laughs> like in, in some instances, I think, Christina, you and I have shared, you know, much of uh, that same that same story. And I think what I've learned over the course of my life uh, is learning that I am a daughter of the Most High. One thing I, I haven't mentioned is, you know, like many other women, I had a major identity crisis and it came out um, in the form of an eating disorder in a very, very young age. Um, uh, that started at 12 years old and lasted until my first year in marriage. And, it, you know, there were times of starving and binging and, um, you know, it wasn't full on all the time. It really got serious when I was dating this uh, guy, uh, in like high school. And, you know, I, I realized looking back on my life, many, many of the things that I, I have done and have struggled with, um, is just because I wanted to have some control. I felt controlled my whole life, be pretty, sing, you know, only speak when I, I want you to speak and I, I think I just wanted to have some control. And I think for those who share that testimony of, man, I just, you know, however it manifests, I think it's a control thing. And and one of the one of the scriptures too that is really quite meaningful in my life is Psalm twenty seven one is the Lord is my light and my salvation. Um, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? Of whom shall I be afraid? And so, like knowing my name means new joy. Um, I have that it's kind of anchored me a little bit 
later on in life, my mom told me, she goes, man, I didn't, I, you were a surprise. I mean, I didn't really even want you. And I took that as kind of a rejection, but my name really does mean, you know, new joy. And that's, I mean, I think God names us so purposefully through our parents. And um, I, I feel like even though I had, uh, you know, we all carry and have things, even though I had, you know, eating disorders and those control issues, I think because I uh, wanted to be safe and I often felt unsafe when I was put on a stage, like perform, uh, I learned, you know, how to do things good or bad, you know, I had, to, I had to do things, even being fearful. And when I conquered it, it felt better. There was a time in my life when I finally realized there are things that I can say in the way that I can say them that is meant for whoever has ears to hear them. And that is part of my living testimony that I don't always say the right thing. I don't feel like I'm the smartest. I feel like you know, I'm forgetful with the word, but I, I do know this. I love the Lord. I'm so thankful to be connected to the vine. And it makes me tear up because I know that I know not only that I am chosen, but you were chosen and you were dearly loved. And I receive that for myself today. I can sit here and go, I, he chose me. Thank you. He chose me. Thank you that you love me. Thank you that you have purposed me. You have a plan for me. And um, I no longer want to shut up. I want to shut the enemy up with the truth of the word of God that is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. And, um, you know, I know today that salvation is at stake when we don't open our mouth and be honest about where we've been and where we know God is taking us. Because my living testimony is not just about where I've been and how God saved me, but me being connected to the vine and being in kingdom alignment with heaven Mm -hmm. and saying, yes, today belongs to you, God. Yes, it's you and me today. We are doing this. We are partnering we belong together. And I, I say to my father right now that we belong together and nothing, nothing, nothing mm-hmm. will separate me from you. And so uh, let's continue to open our mouths and be gracious and be kind and be life. If there's something I would say that God has given me is the ability to be a life giver. And I can say that with authority because he lives in me and he gives me words and he gives me encouragement to give away. And I want my life to mean something. And I want it to be a life that I want to leave this, this world on empty. I want to go out empty. I want to give it all. I want to throw it all out there, not so that I can make my way to heaven, but so that I'm like, me and you, Jesus, we did this together, together. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That, that, I think that's probably it in a nutshell. Um, I, I no longer want to be silenced and shut up and shut down. I really want to be a girl 
who is walking in freedom and walking with joy in that, like really seizing the moments and being really present with people, no matter where I go, like just be with people, just be yeah. with, if we carry, if I carry God's presence, man, I, how cool is it that we can carry God's presence and wherever we go, he's with us. And that means that transfers over into other people experiencing the presence of God. And so when I sing and when I worship, um, I always pray, may I have ears to hear and eyes to see what you want to do. Sure, on the stage uh, for with your people, but honestly, God, when I sing my song out on the streets, when I sing my song out at breakfast with my kids, when I sing my song out in the grocery store line, may I be and live surrendered. Wow. Gosh, Nova, that is a, it sounds like a song, you know, may I live, may I live and be surrendered, you know, when I sing my song and, and honestly, Nova, everything about who you are just comes through. I, I know it comes through, you know, and I know, I know it comes through to the three of us. And, and for all of you listening, I know that there have been so many moments on these girl clubs where, um, it's our girl, our girl club, Levi. Um, <laughs> but I know that I do. I know that there are so many moments where the, the, I mean, we're just sitting here amazed at the wisdom and the depth of, of God, like just God in you godly knowledge, godly wisdom. And, and it's, it's interesting. You spoke about your voice. I, I did not know, you know, in all my years knowing you, I did not know that anyone had tried to put baby in a corner and make her be quiet because that explains so much about why the enemy would want to silence your voice is because the, the, the pearls of wisdom that come out of you are majorly important to the kingdom, you know, and it, you're such an example and such an illustration of all those people, you know, all of you who are watching or listening, who struggle with feeling like you have anything important to say, you know, in this world of noise uh, and voices everywhere. The quietness of a righteous man is greater than all the noise in the city, because when that man or woman as in your case, Nova speaks, it's truly, it's like EF Hutton, you know, like sometimes we'll be in the middle of a conversation and I'm like, okay, I can't wait to hear what this girl has to say about this. I can't wait to hear what that girl has to say about that. And Nova, I'm always, I can't wait to hear what you have to say about everything. <laughs> so I'm going to receive that. It is difficult for me to receive that. I want to be very honest about that, but I am learning that I have to receive that because if I don't, then when I say it to somebody else, maybe they won't. So I want to be the, yeah. okay, yes, God. So thank you. Praise yeah. the, thank you, God, like for even letting me be a part of whatever you're doing. It's awesome. <laughs> exactly. I, amen. And that's what soft wisdom, bold lion. For me, lion is one who roars. That's bold voice, Nova. Soft wisdom, bold voice. I think about what the Lord 
said in that and your testimony. Hello, you know, you have a softness even from people that may have been cultivating it the wrong way, but you have a wisdom because you saw so deeply. And girl, you are called to be a bold voice. And the only one that can shut your voice down today is you. You're right. No self-sabotage. And everybody needs to hear that. Do not self-sabotage because it's easy to do because you want to give up. But God says, no, go forth. Keep going. Exactly. 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 Well, I thank you for sharing with us and um, for all of you. um, Yeah. You just got to meet Nova Page right here on Girl Club. And um, we just are going to say peace out for this week. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll share next time more. Bye. In a recent survey, parents reported that 52% of homeschooled children need learning accommodations. These parents need practical advice, encouragement, and hope to fuel their homeschooling efforts. The Empowering Homeschool Conversations podcast is where parents gain wisdom on how to teach unique learners successfully at home, like Laura, who recently told us, I needed this episode. I don't need a fancy curriculum or need to be a special ed teacher to teach my son. You have given me hope. To listen now, go to Life Audio or search Empowering Homeschool Conversations on your favorite podcast app.